Right on radio. Right on radio. Welcome to Right on Radio. Yes, you see Tom here. Tom received a miracle. You've been asking about it since his last appearance here because it happened actually the day of his last appearance here. It is phenomenal and it hasn't stopped coming. Good stuff, good stuff, good stuff is coming. Tom is pumped to get going on this today. Now, of course, we just, as we discussed last program, we're using a new language, particularly with names, because we have the wisdom to beat these tech tyrants. So the new language, real simple explanation, we take the first hard sound of a name, and we put it at the end of the name. So for instance, the former number 45 would be rump T. Okay, mm -hmm. T at the end really works this is going to be fun we're going to have fun doing it but before i bring tom on let's bring jesse in and jesse i don't have a name for you today what no name whenever we're going to do a show there's a certain part of my preparation for the show that usually and i don't think about the names i really don't they just kind of come to me um, I'm not saying they're all from God. <laughs> Certainly some of them probably aren't. <laughs> but today, at this exact time, this exact moment, when I was thinking about what I would say for you, I got an image. Hmm. And I don't know if this image will have any merit in your life. I, I'm applying my own interpretation. I don't know if it's right. But the image was a pressure cooker. Wow. That is very interesting. And that's where that does that mean anything to you? <laughs> oh, no, that's not <laughs> one. <laughs> what right handy. Thank you. I actually, as you were saying that, I have a short story that that kind of does go along with that. Um, uh, a few years back, I was, you know, working with a a friend that was kind of mentoring me in in the area of prayer, and he he had started off by asking, you know, what do I want my prayer life to look like? And after I prayed about it, I just kept seeing this image of, you know, this fire that just like started on one mountain and just spread across the mountains. Okay. And I was like, you know, this is, yes, this is what I want my prayer to be like, you know? And instead he sends me back this picture of this really tiny cook fire and somebody roasting a weenie on it. And it just simply had the words controlled. <laughs> oh my God. And I was like, I don't think I want that little, you know, only roasting one weenie at a time. <laughs> this is not the prayer life I expect. <laughs> so I don't know, maybe the pressure cooker has something to do with that. Yeah with pressure with putting the pressure on i don't know what so my real basic interpretation and this is just my thoughts doesn't mean it's right but because of events that are coming up in your life i think there's pressure being turned up on the other one's camp right yeah. now i see and, that uh, and so i just asked the audience uh we're not going to disclose things at this time 
but this actually not just this week the next couple weeks i'm going to ask you to really be bold take extra time and pray for jesse pray mm -hmm. for not only her health which is always a good thing but pray for the protection of her and her family and it's really serious this time mm -hmm. so thank you for doing that tom Let's talk miracles. Yeah. Tell us about the first miracle. That I couldn't believe it as soon as you told me on the phone, Tom. Like, that was so amazing. Yeah. Because no. it was in the works for days yeah. before oh, this months. happened. Months, really. Months. Yeah, yeah, it was all set up. After the failed attempt in Pennsylvania and after the failed attempt in Canada, which goes all the way to the high ups, you've got these 302 attempts. And that is the key for taking away people who are in our country here even. Uh, where they don't have a say, you don't have due process, you're just put away as, uh, it's like a minority report, pre-murder. Mm -hmm. You're accused of pre-murder. So basically you're accused that you're gonna kill your family and kill your son and it's called a 302. And they can rubber stamp you through their own people and just say, haul you off with their own police force under the uh, BIF and uh, they can just take you away. <laughs> okay, first use of language. For y'all to understand, rearrange those letters, okay? Thank you, Tom. That was cool. I'm going to work on that. It would be best interesting friends. So, yeah. <laughs> or we could just call him the Biffy Squad. The Biffy, the Biffy Squad. Squad. There you go. I love this. This is great. I love improv. This is fantastic. I thought we wouldn't be able to speak, but this is great. So, yeah. So, they had a thing longstanding. I've been hauled off so many times. Did I do any crimes? No. It's like Minority Report with Chunk, you with um, Omti Ustkri. So it's like, yeah, so it's like, you know, it's like hauled off for nothing, right? And uh, in fact, we were just informed, I think you'll love this, we were just informed uh, that Minority Report was um, even S. Uh, Pielberg's S. Was that, um, <laughs> that he actually did that on purpose because I had an event with him way back when he was dividing up a group I had that was going to get credit for our screenplay. And he had his best friend named Eater P. And uh, he made a deal with one of my housemates, the sex ring, right? That if he slept, she slept with him, he would have dinner with Peelberg S, Steel, uh, Teelberg S, and also a lead in Sweet Charity in Hollywood. So what happens is she bit, she went for it. So my screenplay ends up in the hands of uh, Eater P at the, right at that time which is the best friends of, you know, Peelberg. And so what happens, and so what happens is, I think I'm doing this okay. So what happens is- you Just call him Peelberg. Yeah, yeah, the Peelberg, yeah. Right now people so, understand. The Peelbergs. Yeah, this is after Isney D gets my uh, work, right, in 93. Peelberg, as you said, gets in 96 through his best friend, Eater P, and that goes out to Hollywood, plus the sex ring is revealed. So what does he do? What does Peelberg do? He creates Minority Report. Now here's where it gets really exciting and interesting. Also heartbreaking. As you're facing these things, Jesse, you'll see what, what happened here. So what happens in Minority Report? This has just been revealed to us. And wow, does it get good. Well, he has a screenplay, right? So we've been looking at the immortals through our journey, right? And we'll get to that miracle. This applies to it and builds to it. So if you allow me that, here we go. In it, you have a situation where there's a ghost program. In the house, the late lead character by um, Amti Roostree 
is um, seeing his child in front of him and his wife in front of him as a ghost program. He can walk through in the house. That's in our screenplay. You also have the vehicle coming along the side of the house, which is a seamless building. And the wall opens up and allows you in the house and the wall reforms. That's in our program. You've got the field of ponds where people are placed in stasis. That's in our program. So Peelberg's got it all ripped apart, but he does even more than that. Here you go. In the Atrix M, you've got a thing where there's the first graphic put, as we discussed, right? And we've discussed that it has my high school, my birthday, my dad's name, and my name. Now let's focus in on laser point on one point here. My dad's name. What is my dad's name in the uh, Atrix M? John Anderson. Anderson, yeah. Right. Now watch what Peelberg does in Minority Report. And keep in mind what minor, Minority Report is supposed to be. Pre-crime, okay? Pre-crime, right? You're gonna commit a crime because of circumstances in your life, because of losses in your life. Now let's look at it. John Anderson, my Scottish clan, clan name Anderson, John, my dad's name. So what does Peelberg do he can't resist? Ready? Omti name as lead in Minority Report is Captain John Anderton. Put the T instead of the S, Tom. My dad's a captain in the Navy, Captain John. Anderton. And what causes the pre-crime in Minority Report for poor Captain John Anderton? The death of his son. What is his son's name that dies? Sean. What is my son's name that dies? Sean. So he is doing pre-crime movie. Pre-crime movie. That's how sick he is. Pre-crime movie by Peelberg. Predicting my son will die in the future with my dad's name and rank in a report where he had my screenplay and took my housemate with his best friend saying, if you sleep with me, you'll have dinner with Spielberg, oh, sorry, Peelberg and lead and sweet cherry in Hollywood. And she bit, do you see what's lining up here? Do you see what happened? That's pre-crime and that's how dirty they get. Now what happened in Canada? A 302 attempt, I was hauled off. Why? I went into the hospital for a migraine. And next thing they're locking me away, why? They have this doctor three hours later come in while I'm being held, right? Held in the emergency room. I have a headache, why am I being held? Because we read your website, you did. How'd you find out about my website? We wet, read your website and you said that Robertson's out to get you. Did I? I don't remember that being there. And you claimed you wrote the matrix and 50 other people wrote the matrix. So you're being shut away in the um, uh, mentally disturbed room. You're never getting out of here. That sounds like a preconceived notion. Yeah, it is. And off went this doctor, Riskinby, up in Canada. Isn't that something? So meanwhile, we're getting all these things coming to us, all these messages and cars pulling up and everything else. So what happens in Pennsylvania at my parents' house? I'm hauled off in the middle of the night. And these, this doctor from China shows up, Dr. Hang Zi. He's not even in the area. He shows up and says on a monitor, uh, what kind of medication are you taking? I'm like, I don't take medication. What kind of medication are you taking? I don't take medication. What medication are you taking now? I'm not taking any medication. Then he goes like this. Okay, give me a second. He disappears, doesn't come back. And I'm told he said I should be shut away for the criminally insane. What? <laughs> if you were asked the question, FJ, if you were asked the question, <laughs> uh, cooking pot, what would you say if, sorry, it's just, that sounds like a, <laughs> Pet name. Anyway, so <laughs> if you were asked, 
called her cookie pot. Anyway, so what, what, well, sorry, I'm playing with it. But what would you say if you were asked if you're taking medication, you know, and you're not, what would you say? I'm not you're, taking medication. You should be locked away in the criminally insane. That's their step. Isn't that something? And so what happened when I left Pennsylvania to bring my boy down here to Texas and my mom was helping to send that out. They say that my mom doesn't know where Aiden is. Call the police, call the psych people that are with the police to rubber stamp me away after I left. They already know I left. It's on Facebook. I'm heading to Texas, you know, for a better life. And my mom knows that. So they rubber stamped her in this too. And my mom's like, I didn't say that. Let me tell them I didn't say that. doesn't matter. They don't want to hear what you have to say. They don't care about the truth, do they? They want to spin it the way they want. So what happened in Texas? Same thing. A group formed. We won't talk about the name. The group forms and it's pushed through. And my poor manager is set up so badly, told all the stuff that Tom's altercating you and don't just pretend to be with him and pretend to help him. And he's actually this uh, monster inside Hollywood. who's actually deep state. What the hell? So what happens is they push forward a 302 attempt. And that's where the miracle happens. That's where the miracle happens. Mm -hmm. I had talked to the captain of that, you know, police county here. Mm -hmm. And I was tipped off by one of those group members, no names. And what happens is um, it was because they were trying to push it through. And I was like, why are they talking about psych crazy and put away for psych? I better talk to the investigative part, what's going on here. Cause I was told nothing's gonna happen. Everything's fine. It was all just a setup. So I talked to this captain, I'm put on with this captain, investigative department. And you know what he tells me? He says, okay, look, we don't have to tell you anything, but the fact is you better get an attorney because you're, you're, um, you're gonna be in jail. You're gonna be put away. And there's nothing you can do about that, basically. I'm like, so they have a warrant on you? Yeah, yeah, point. he finally tells me, yeah, warrant. I didn't know that. And he says, you don't have to tell me. What about my son's life? What about our lives? What about what's happened all along? Do I have a voice? No. No, we don't want to hear anything you say. You know, obviously you did this and you're going to be put away. Minority report. Yes, thank you. Thank well, you. If you're that dangerous and they have a warrant and he knows where you're at, it's his legal responsibility to immediately come and, you know, remove the danger. So why are they just sitting on it? Why are they sitting on it? Thank you. They just left days go by to make you sweat, right? So and let me let me ask because there was something else that happened and I think this might answer that question that was just asked. Because and I don't know if you can give full disclosure on this, Tom, but somehow you were able to get access to what happened behind the scenes. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, and mm -hmm. the captain in this case made a horrible mistake, like yes. something that you would never do. I don't know if you can expand on that. If you can, it's fine too. Well, I'll tell you this. I can tell you, see if this gets near it and then bring me back on course for this par, okay? So what happens is, um, this is cool. We're doing all this talk too this way because we're smart enough to do this stuff. The other side be like, anyway. So what happens is you've got this situation where Angela, you know, my manager and she's dear to me. She, you know, I, how many times we said on programs, she's my hero. She saved me, right? So, why why would we be at odds and so she goes in to talk to this captain right saying stop this stop this she goes in and he won't see her and the sheriff won't see her and out comes this guy has nothing to do with it and he she can tell yourself gives this cold glare why you know why are you going to pull this back why are you going to stop this and it's like she was like oh my god he said you can do what you want you can go to the county attorneys or whatever you want but nothing's going to stop this basically that's what she said 
what? What case? What, what evidence? What, what's going on, right? There is no witnesses, there's nothing. So what happens is she again goes to the, she has the wherewithal to go to the county attorneys. And guess what happens? The county attorney comes out and says, this is done. This is not happening. It's not happening. We're killing it. This is not gonna happen. And does this letter, which I have now, that says, prosecuting the people that are prosecuting this stuff, whatever, it is not gonna happen. It's thrown out. Thank you. Any questions, contact the office. And there's your miracle. What happened? What happened? This was rubber stamped, go. No, we didn't have a say, did we? I mean, Jeff, I didn't have a say, did I? God intervened. Mm -hmm. he, he brought forward the truth and just stopped it dead in its tracks. You are right, Jesse. And guess what happened then? Interview after interview. When the 302 happened in Pennsylvania, it was right before all the interviews were lined up. 12 in two weeks. Right now, we got seven this week, including this wonderful, glorious one right here. And so what's happening? They were trying to stop it right before they all happened. And what's happening now is there are leaks everywhere. What they're running around doing right now, this opposition, all this collective cabal, is running around trying to find out where the leaks are. That means their ship is sinking and they're running around trying to plug leaks. They're not even firing their cannons now. They are lost in the water trying to figure out to keep the ship from sinking and it's going down with leaks everywhere. And why are these leaks happening? Because they want to be on the winning side. That's their own playbook they hand out to their own people throughout all these organizations, including the Biff, Biffies. They hand out this book. Well, I, I would suggest that there's even a lot more than that going on behind the scenes and Oh, yes. You know, they're, they're, so the, the lower level ones are saying, hey, look, you know, I'm not going down with this ship. I, I'm going to cut a deal. Mm -hmm. Yes, yes. And the deals are flying in. Calls from all over the world. Former players are coming in, giving information on their masters and owners and everything. They're ready to cash in. Remember we talked about journals being kept by Biffies and others? They're waiting for the right time, even on um, uh, at, at P. Uh, Albertson B. Re place. Yeah. Mm -hmm. They're looking for that. I'm trying to get this right. But it's like, yeah, it's like, yeah, they said they're keeping journals too. Head of security, you know, David D. Ilcox, well, he was keeping it a journal on Robertson. Um, <laughs> that was a great ending sound. Let's just call it. Yeah. <laughs> now on his foot. And Robertson is the screwdriver of choice. No. So <laughs> let us, let's go With back because yeah. Jesse. What Tom's talking about and what's happening in the collapse, like this has been basically your ministry. And yeah. so you're seeing the fruits of this in Tom's story. Uh, we're seeing it in other realms that we've been covering and things like that. So what does this tell you? What's happening in the spirit here with, with all of this, uh, with the other side? Yeah, I mean, th they're running scared and... You know, I can't, I'm in a, um, I guess I'm just going to put a little plug here, but um, the Lord is powerfully moving. And to the extent where, you know, this weekend, I'll, I'll just call it a, a download, you know, the Lord just very clearly said, now you will bring forward the things that I'm telling you to bring forward. And this is stuff that I've, I've never shared, never talked about. We're talking very like you don't get more classified than this info. This is the stuff that is locked away, you know, that I'm pretty sure the presidents receive this info, but you know, you're talking your very top level people and the Lord was just like you're bringing it out and you're going to bring it out Friday. 
And, um, you know, it was like, okay, Lord. And then when I got done, you know, preparing um, the individual who's going to help me do that, um, the Lord told me, he said, send out memos to, you know, so they know. And so, you know, memos were sent out saying, hey, this is the day and this is, you know, what's going to be coming out. Like they knew by the topic. And um, so, you know, there's this war that's going on. And what's happening is that literally the Lord is raising up his army with this, with what is happening. You've got the people, you know, let me think how to put this. We have, you know, say, Satan has two armies essentially that operate hand in hand. He's got the individuals who are the people who become the hosts for his demonic army. And that's really the centerfold for him is that demonic army. And what's happening is that, um, you know, really the Lord had showed me when I was a small child, you know, I was playing chess with my training partner and as we were playing that chess game, you know, all of a sudden I realized how that was like these realms, you know, and it was like, you've got people, but then you've got these spirits that operate between the different realms. And I remember looking at him and I said, why are we fighting the witches? Why are we fighting the humans? Why don't we just go straight for the big demon that is standing behind them, if we can see them. And that changed our whole strategy. That's really how two children made it through there at these high levels against Satan's generals, because we would go straight after those generals and rebuke their power. And then we were able to take out the adults that they were controlling. So this is the move that God is making. He's saying now it's time for his army to rise up. He's laying everything bare. And how do you lay things bare? First, you have to bind the strong man. And when the strong man is bound, the people underneath him, they have no power. Like they live off of, I don't know how to put this in right words, but it's, it's like, Everything that they have, their authority, their power is all like taken from that general. Like, you know, they've got that power and authority because of that general demon. You remove that connection and they realize they don't have anything, that they have nothing. And who's going to step forward? The, the people who have the authority of the Lord God most high. And they're scared of that because they have no control over it. They can't move the hand of God. They can't stop it. They can't redirect it. You know, it's like when, um, you know, Moses came through and was, you know, showing his miracles before Pharaoh and Pharaoh called in his magicians, his sorcerers. They were able to replicate those miracles up to, I think it was the third or fourth one where the gnats rise out of the dust. And when the gnats, you know, started rising out of the dust, they couldn't replicate it. And they looked at Pharaoh and they said, this is the finger of God. We can't do anything. We, 
<laughs> you know. But but it works the same way because that's why the enemy tries to get us away from Jesus because without Jesus we don't have access to that power either. That's absolutely right. So it makes perfect sense. Take the you know cut the head off the snake. Yeah. Absolutely. And it's like I see it's it's this is a new dynamic for me. It's a new experience where I'm watching a sister go into battle and it's like I'm used to being the guy going forward protecting loved ones and going into battle on my own. I'm not used to seeing a sister go into battle where I can't do anything about it. So I just say everybody lift her in prayer. Amen. And by the way, this is why we are building an army. What a cheesy segue. But it's perfect. Listen, the SOS army, Shepherds of the Sheeple army, we are out there to make a difference. And one of the things the army is praying for is for Jesse going through this time. So, you know, I see that, yeah, you're right, Jeff. I see this image of we're all lined up in battle array and Jesse's going out there. I know what that's like. And you're going to do great because fear has to be fear if it's processed. There is no fear if we don't process it. We keep our eyes on Christ and God and we won't have fear. And I know you won't have fear. And I got to stop tearing up because you're going to do great. Absolutely. Yep. That's right. So listen, to sign up for the, for the army, write on Jeff at right. gmail.com. We've yeah. got a spot for you. We're just still finalizing our organization, but it's coming and we've got some people who are already been activated in it. So yeah. Uh, yeah. if you feel called to do it, if you feel called to get off the couch and actually make a difference in this world, then uh, we welcome you to uh, send a quick note and uh, I'll forward yeah. it on to Terry. And then, you know, we said, by the way, we respond in batches. Don't expect a response immediately but uh, you will be responded to. Yeah, and anybody that's followed me and my story, I got like seven interviews this week and these guys are gems. And if you have any questions, if you've just been following my story, these guys are legitimate. They're real. They're real. They're real frontline people. Just get behind them. Excellent. And, and Tom, do you want to get out your website as well? Yeah, it's redpillrising.org. Redpillrising.org. We've had a lot of, you know, there's been a lot of interference going on, a lot of things, but um, we're on there too. And uh, you'll see a lot of the evidence we've talked about um, but right now we'll make it about you guys because you guys are you're heading into battle. So. Oh, excellent! And by by the way, so some of the, a lot of the I've had this uh, you know the, all the interviews with Tom this this immortal series in a playlist. Uh, listen, the videos are coming down. I'm posting them elsewhere, so they're not going to disappear, and they're always going to be accessible on Tom's website. I'm moving them to other places um, where everyone will be know, but they'll also be on our home channel, which is Podbean. They're going to remain on Podbean. So it'll be audio. Uh, it won't be video. But through there, you'll be able to find out where the video ends up. Okay, okay. so if you see them disappear, it's just we're, they've taken down a lot of the videos. I'm going to be proactive and take down ones that I know that they're going to come after. Okay. Yeah, and like Jesse said too, that I mean, the other side's panicking. They're running. I get calls from all over the world now, and a lot of times, thanks to you guys too, calls from all over the world, all kinds of support. Now, so now I'm in the chair where all the support's coming in, all this love, and you do feel it. You feel those prayers and everything, and so I have the fortune of being the guy that's being loved right now, lifted, and has a voice. There's so many warriors out there that don't have a voice. They're sitting in silence, thinking, "Why am I even trying?" Why do I have these words, God, that you're giving me that I can't express and get out there? We're going to open the channels for them, too. All these stories will be told. All these people will have their voice. If you're one of those people, 
try not to despair. You'll have your voice. We'll make sure you have your voice. It's not a waste of your life. You will be doing good work. There's a reason you have that voice. Amen. So Tom, you're saying you're getting calls from all around the world and some positive stuff. There's even some big players from, uh, from you know, from the, the studios and that that are contacting you now. Tell us about that. Oh my gosh, I'm getting calls from uh, producers, uh, um, uh, art directors, uh, directors, uh, writers in Hollywood, um, people that want to do future projects together, wonderful projects. Um, they're saying, I had a director call me the other day that was saying that, Tom, we're still using your system that you introduced through your work. They know it's common knowledge that my screenplay here was used on set. And so they're saying the things in here, like, you know, where you run your film and then you do your credits afterwards with tidbits of hints, uh, montages that show you what's going to be coming up in the screenplay to draw you in as an audience. All these things are in there. You know, the clocks are now being set to seven two. We saw it in Ratatouille. We saw it in, um, let me just six down here a second. I've got a whole string of them now. Men in the High Castle, 7-2. Walking Dead, 7-2. Ratatouille, 7-2. It goes on and on and on. Now the industry standard is my birthday on the clock, not 10 after 10. Yeah, it That's was always 10 after 10. The, yeah, uh... that was 7-2. 7-2. 7-2. And later I'll show you a composite of all these different ones, what shows these are. We're watching Ratatouille last night for my um, manager's daughter, and there's 7-2 on, on the clock. Now, now so Jesse, that, you explained the 1010 thing to us before. Is there something to 7-2? Um, well, it depends how I, how they're interpreting it. Um, as to the date itself, not in particular. Um, I don't believe that there's a, any, you know, high holidays or things like that or big birth dates on that day, which a lot of times is why they use those. But um, I think people will understand after the show on Friday. I don't want to say too much because I am going to go deep into some of that and um, start to show how and why they're using that. Um, and maybe I'll, I'll bring that up as an example. Okay. Okay. So, Ed, listen, I don't, I'm not going to leave the, the audience totally in the dark, not going to disclose anything, but basically from my understanding and I could be wrong it's a way to look at that general that's yes. in yes. charge sort of thing and we'll just stop it there okay. but yeah. there'll so, be yeah. there'll be more and don't worry the audience here is not going to be left behind on this I know your audience can't see this but I'm showing you guys well the, the video audience can see it but yeah it's a picture okay. well there's 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 the first seven two in the history of film. The first seven two from the Animatrix. Seven two fifty-nine, my exact birthday. Red hand four after four, 44. When I was 2003, I was 44. That's the first graphic you ever see of a seven two in the films, but a seven two fifty-nine, my exact birthday. So it became paparazzi have said it became this industry standard. To be, since I was destroyed without any due process in court, I was fair game. I was no longer a copyright risk. You'll never be able to rise again. So seven two is now better than a ten after ten. How about that? Wow. Yeah. But anyway, this is amazing, guys. I mean, I just, it's its amazing feeling to be on this side of it where you're going into battle in such an amazing way. And it's like, I feel like a father figure in the sense where I, I know what that's like and here they go. And it's like, do you have your lunch? Do you have your armor on, your helmet straight? You know, it's like, 
I just, I don't know. You know, it's just, I feel like parental almost. It's like, so, you know, you'll so, do this. So, Tom, though, what, so what, what's, what's next for you? Like what, uh, what do you see? You've got these things coming up. What is next for Tom? Offers, there are offers coming in right now to make the film as is, finally, to make the film as is, right? Donations are coming in to make the film as is. If we make the story as is, that means it was the internet. Okay, so Tom, Tom is freezing up a little bit here, yeah. right? That's, well, so that's Tom, we, we, you, you froze up when you said donations are coming in. Actually, your screen's been a little bit troublesome, but now uh, you're back on. So yeah. uh, no, offers are coming in, donations yeah. are coming in, carry on from there. Oh, darn. <laughs> uh yeah frozen okay this is not supposed to be spoken obviously <laughs> yeah that's what they do so am i back on with you yeah you're back you're now back. okay i'm gonna i'm gonna rush this one are you ready because they don't want this they interrupted yesterday at the same same time in the programs they interrupted this message was cut it kept being interrupted we're just gonna get it out and they'll know we're gonna get it you out put it out in garden language maybe all right let's try this the mortal's eye it's going to be made as is. When it's made as is, that's the key. Because if they put an injunction on it, they, we'll just say they, right? Um, Warner W, uh, whatever. And so if they put a um, injunction on it. Oh. Okay. Nope. We almost made it. Almost made it, Tom. Um, we're going to get through this. All right. So, uh, okay, you're still frozen up. Just give it a second. He's going to come back. And Tom, if you can still hear me, it was at the injunction. Mm -hmm. It's at the injunction, the function we'll injunction. Can you hear me now? Yeah, yeah. I can, can you hear me now? Hear you, but your, but your video is still frozen, today. so you're going to cut out again in a second. There okay. you are. So we played, okay, we function injunction, go. <laughs> we played this game yesterday, so here we go again. Okay, so here we go. So this is going to work. The uh, injunction means there's similarities, which means we win. If they don't put an injunction on us, audience will see similarities and we win. So it's a key to everything winning, which gives glory to Christ in the end. So therefore, if we make this film as is, we win. That's what they want to stop. People will love it or hate it. They'll say nobody wants to see it because it's already been done. That means there's similarities. We win. If people come and see it with a checklist, they'll see 190 matchups, including the iconic images of the robot-like agents, Jackson Neck, everything else. Oski said they want to do for real. So we win. People will come and see it, love it and hate it to see if it's truly there and what it means. It is over. It'll be the most watched film in the world. And it'll give glory to God, the Christ's glory back into it, which stripped out by when it was made in the matrix. So that's what they don't want you hearing. They keep interrupting every time I do an interview like this. And now it's too late. We got it. Thanks for the speed talk. This is good. Amen. You know what? Listen, I just think that deserves a round of clap. <laughs> That was a good performance. Picking up exactly where you were frozen off, getting it out, and, and literally talking, you know, 60 words a minute, this sort of thing. This is better than when the Linderwood tree's dropping nuts. It's kind of, <laughs> like, you know, it's like. <laughs> and and you know what? Who backs us? They can't stop it. It's bolded, sealed. Every direction specialist of the Copyright Office are backing us. It predates the Matrix. This is the one that was used on set in 1998, it was a shot that's in hand as people are now coming from the set. We now have, as we said, directors, producers, all these people from Hollywood, art directors, you name it, musicians are contacting saying, use my music for free and sending samples from Hollywood, the films. 
And so what we have is we have the original work and people stepping forward from the set now saying, yes, your script was used on set. And we had, they had a visual storyboard in hand. There was a 20 foot rule. If you were in 20 feet, you're fired. We now have the key that'll give glory back to Christ, the mainstream media, and everybody will come and see this film because they want to know what the, what the image is actually tied together to mean. So it is game over and it's all tying together with Jesse, your march forward, Jeff, your courage through your radio and forming an army. It is over. And what's happening to um, Ryan B. It's Patrick F is falling because he just announced, he just announced, remember that 302 attempt we discussed that you had me talk about? Well, what happened? The corrupt chief of police of Orrington W, Township T, was, did a And so he's upset. What does Ron B. F do? We should just call it, or never mind. Yeah. Okay. So Tom's freezing up again. I'm going to carry on with the story this time. And so there's a certain congressman that has been with his sister and stuff like that. And this guy was playing a double role, let's say, and you're not allowed to do that. And this has been exposed and this has been a really big player that is coming down right now, it seems. And and by the way, Tom, with, with just that fantastic news about the as-is, mm -hmm. uh, I just want to say that that fits with everything that Jesse and I have been seeing and saying mm -hmm. because the existing media that's out there right now has to come down. Right. It has to be destroyed. Like, it has to be leveled. And, mm -hmm. and for this period of time that's going to come out, uh, which we're calling the Great Harvest, uh, we believe that this is what God's plan is, and it's really close. Like, you know, possibly even beginning this year, maybe mm -hmm. this month, maybe next month. Mm -hmm. But we really believe this Great Harvest is going to come. And so there's a time when all this stuff has to come down. Absolutely. Absolutely. I'm just <clears> and I'm not equating the media falling to God's word or anything. I haven't found that in. That's just what I see going on. And, you know, the blaspheme that has been going on, uh, I just God will not be mocked. No, he won't. And I was just and glancing down while you're talking. I'm hearing exactly what you're saying. I was just looking for that line from the screenplay. where and, it said, and so, well, so uh, let, let, me, let me just finish the thought go, as go. well. So the material that people are going to be looking for in this mm -hmm. are going to be real stories and with, with happy endings, not just not reliant on just special effects. It has to be, you know, and your story really is a story of time because we've come into this time now. Mm -hmm. And, you know, so it, it would be, it'll almost be more of a historical piece where it was futuristic. Yes. In, in yeah. at first but now it's historical and it'll be an explanation and and the timing will work out exactly to what god getting the glory and feeding this harvest yes man yes i'm excited yes. about this yes. including the tech all that tech yeah we're talking about Neuralink is now now that's back in the screenplay waiting to be released at this time it's it's a thumbprint to say this is it people this is it Neuralink just released it's back there in 91, 92, being prepped by God in the screenplay to give glory to Christ. It's well, so, so listen to this. 
listen now i'm just gonna throw this out there this is gonna sound crazy jesse correct me if i if you know the scriptures better than i do but you know the the devil is always trying to imitate god mm-hmm. and this neural link is a new creation it's a it's a person and a robot together But Jesus wants us to be a new creation because he is the very first of a new creation. He was God and became the God man. We are made in his image. When we're born again, we become the God man. We're not gods, but we're made in his image. You just said it. The ending of the screenplay, The Immortals, what is it? (laughs) You said that the devil tries to imitate Christ and stuff? Well, the devil, the architect, changes himself to look like Christ and then faces off with the real Christ and the real Christ throws him in the crater. That's the Paul's way between not Smith and, and Neo. Hey, in, now, in your screenplay, does the architect die before he does that? Here's the cool thing. They stripped everything and made it simplified, right? As they lifted it on set, as they're saying now, as the fight choreographers and people from set are now saying coming forward because they're saying the winning side. So yes, how does the architect die? By his own begotten son. His own son takes him out to take his place because his son doesn't want to be number two. How does he take him out? He has Neo take him out saying it'll, it'll free, you know, stop the horror and create a good new world if he does oh, it. Okay, but what, what's the, what's it. the physical injury to take him out? What he does is um, he shoots his father in the arm, the arm, the leg, the leg. His son his still embraces him. Lucas used it in Star Wars afterwards. Hugs him anyway and says, because it's the only person he can really love, the architect can really love. And then his son finally goes into his head. Into the head. How does the Antichrist die to a wound to the head and then rises from that? Didn't even know that. Didn't even know that. You know what? I've read Revelation before. We just brought this out on the show on Sunday because it's like all of a sudden this popped out in my head that the Antichrist, so it's going to be someone very famous. It's going to be you know, probably a world leader or something like that who's in the flesh. He's going to take a blow to the head. Mm-hmm. He's going to die, the, an injury that no one could recover from. And then he's going to be back up and they're going to say, that's him. And that's, oh it's, it's explicitly written in the Bible. I just never caught it before. Well, get this then in the immortals. And they're not interrupting us now. They're probably as fascinated as we are, the ones that interrupt because they listen in and they want to hear probably. So here you go. What you just said, how amazing. Because what happens in ours, there's a neural links, right? And so all the memories and thoughts you have are stored in that neural link. So what does the son of the architect do? After he pops his father in the head there, right? And kills him, not making light of it. He takes his father's memories and plugs it into himself because he looks like his father. And so he takes from that shot head and becomes his father and tells the world that his son was executed. And takes his father's place, so he's number one. Oh my! Because Jesse, uh, what, what the thing on Sunday was? It was it was an image of. It wasn't actually. The, it's a false resurrection. Possibly, we don't know exactly for sure, but it sure looks that way. With a wow, wow. Tom. Yeah, you're blowing my mind, man. Mm-hmm. Well, thank goodness, thank God, we can talk about it. Thank God, because his glory goes to him, and look what we're getting to do together. I'm blown away too. I've got such chills. I feel like my head's going to start rattle off. Tom, you do all these other shows. No other shows get to the bottom of it like on this show. <laughs> no. And what's, you know, and it's just amazing because I didn't know this stuff, but I was given to write this stuff. You know, I'm watching this imagery in my mind and I'm writing what I'm getting. And, and it's like, 
I, I always feel like in my screenplays, if I'm given something or, or plays that it'll make sense later, just follow the flow of what you're getting, Tom, mm -hmm. the imagery and everything, and it'll make sense later. And boy, I'm just as blown away as you are, Jeff. It's like when you came out with the stadium thing we talked about, like it just one thing after another, Tom, and, and you're getting Oval revelation Office. about your own script. Yeah. What about the fake Oval Office? Yeah, that came fake out Oval here Office, too. Right? Yeah, we I mean, my it. God, it's all here. I have it marked for you right here. Look at this. Look at this. Just hold it up. Let me just hold it up just so people can see this. I mean, for your video audience. What does it say? Fake Oval Office. Yep. Oval Office. Underground Oval Office. Wintergreen right? over Oval Office Underground. Yeah, I changed Zion to Wintergreen because that's the underground city. White House Oval Office. Now, Wintergreen Under City, Jesse. <laughs> That means something to you guys? There, there's probably something similar to that. Maybe emeralds or, you know, maybe some kind of uh, mineral or something. Plus winter green. Evergreen. Uh, winter green is green. Evergreen. And, you know, we might just propose, I mean, probably we'll get our show kicked off, but, you know, where where's emerald earth? And those who know what I'm talking about know what I'm talking about. So, this all all the cities, all the enemies' strongholds. We're we're talking underground strongholds, you know. You know what's amazing? All too. will be revealed, audience. Yes. We're not we're not trying to be evasive. No. All will be revealed. You will understand everything just everything has a time it has a step that's right that's it the timing and what was the theme of this piece right here that man tries to outwit god and god outwits man and the idea too that fascinated me as the writer as i wrote this up was that in revelations correct me if i'm wrong is there seven seals is that yeah. right seven seals. okay is the last one not known um is that I know the little black book is not known. The prophecies in the little black book are have not been revealed. That's okay, right. So it, all right. In mine, the architect's son, it becomes the architect, in essence, the architect takes his place and finishes this. So we're left wondering, would the architect going to do something good, make a good choice? He's taken out. It's like the system keeps doing evil. And so what he does is he imitates all the trumpets in the sky. He imitates all the sky effects turning red. He imitates everything from Revelations. But he, in the end, you hear these six times, you'll hear this mm, in the air. And then the last time he's startled because he hears something deeper and more profound, mm, this huge, bigger sound. He's like, I didn't order the seventh, basically. God finished it. Well, well, the seventh is basically it's the thundering and the, the sound of God and then the earthquakes and the hail. Right? So interesting. That's interesting because the architect in mind is trying to, he has the same sound for the seventh and God steps in with his sound for the seventh and the architect's, I didn't order the seventh. You know, <laughs> it's like, yeah. And then he sees the real Christ face off. And you know, in Matrix, they actually kept the scene where the identical figures are facing off, right? They didn't want Christ. They put the cross on Neo's chest with a crucifix, but he's not supposed to die, but they didn't know how to, who to replace the Christ figure with, which balances the equation, right? And so what happens is they're mocking now saying, it's a Hitler, it's a Christ fantasy. No, it's not. Christ comes in at the end as a surprise, as glory to God and glory to Christ as God outwitting man. And what happens is a scene where he's shot by the architect's son and he looks down and only his palms bleed and he looks up and the audience knows this is it for the architect. This is it. And what does the architect's son do in the screenplay, in the real screenplay, the immortals, the original? 
He gets on his knees and begs Christ for forgiveness. Why? He thinks he can get out of it that way. But instead, in our screenplay, Christ picks him up and says, never will you hurt my chosen again. And says it in different languages too. And then into the greater he goes. There is no fake your way out of it. You know, you make your choice. And there's no faking, there's no faking the way out of it for the architect's son. Well, so that almost sounded like just, you know, repent and never do it again. But he was, it sounds like he was given forgiveness. Because even those who did the most heinous crimes, listen, if they repent, but that means in sin no more, you know, you, you know, I think, I think God can receive them. What about show repent? That's what, see, it's supposed to provoke questions. The piece is supposed yeah. to provoke questions. In There's these shows about the Middle Ages and things like this, and you'll see these people who are Lord of the Castle, and they, uh, uh, like in um, Heaven, Kingdom of Heaven, or one about the Crusades, and you'll see the person posturing and going like, you know, the posturing, the correct posturing for... Yeah, well, those are people. religious people. That's not that's not true repentance. Yeah. It sounds so, like... The, right, that's what, I think that's what Tom's getting at, is that... Right. It, it's not true yeah, repentance and the lord knows the difference right he right okay doesn't okay. receive the architect because it's not true it, it's a yeah it's a yeah right exactly okay. yeah it's a tough line to look at it's a tough thing to look at but the, the screenplay is supposed to raise tough questions there's a tougher yeah. question in there too you want to look at it i mean it's short but it's tough it's a tough yeah. one well, before we go there, there's actually a verse that supports what you're talking about. You know, even in scripture, the Lord says, you know, there'll be those who in those days come, you know, when it's the judgment time and they say, Lord, Lord, you know, we did all these things in your name. And I knew you and not. What did he say? I knew you not. And he mm -hmm. turns them away. That, that used to scare me. That used to scare me. <laughs> me too. As a kid, it scared me too. I was yeah. like, <gasps> You know, but it did kick me in the butt and say, you better have your heart right, Tom. You better uh -huh. do things. You better do it right. And it led to the work being done the way it's done. Right. But here's the question I want to pose to you. And it's it's going to make Christians think and all faiths think, you know, because what if you have an architect in the program and they couldn't wrestle with it? Wachowski's didn't know what to do or Oski's W's didn't know what to do with this. Right. And so what happens? I'm trying. And so what happens is they they just pose the question at the end of the film, the trilogy series, going like the architect babbles with the Oracle going, well, it's about free will and how do you control free will? And this, it's like, <laughs> but what happens is, you know, this, it's being used on set. They're trying to be clever and lift everything cool. No, the architect in the actual story or the son in the end knows how to balance the equation. How do you get free will of the people to be given over to you? Come back as Christ. So the question is, if the architect's concern is only about the atrophying of the mind, not going mad from lack of stimulation in a mortal program. And he has agents as hunting parties and everything to stir up trouble. And he knows what choices basically we're going to make. And he's getting bored with that knowledge. He needs something bigger. So these hunting parties and agents are stirring up trouble in the free people. And that stimulates the mind in a sick way, as many people do in this world. There are minions with the yeah. dark side. And so what happens is he purges his agents as in the matrix and as in our screenplay and brings out the people through an ambiguous Oracle seems ambiguous who brings the people out untainted humanity to see Christ come back, but it's actually the architect. And so they give all their free will over to who we're conditioned to our glorious Christ. And so they think it's Christ. He looks like Christ. He comes back on the hill and off we go, giving all our praise and glory to him. Granted, some will have discernment, I'm sure. And he can now have a stimulated mind by being worshipped. Now, does he not complete the needs of Christians? 
at that point, mm-hmm. but the real Christ shows up. So the elect needs to focus on, if there's, I don't know what the elect actually means exactly, but we need to be aware that there can be a false Christ showing up. It'll look good. And maybe all they need is stimulation of the mind. And so if they need just that feeling of worship, they might just not do any bad things after that, but they are taking the throne, trying to take the throne away from the real Christ. That's well, bad. there will there will be a fake one that comes. And people may fall thinking, you know, he's not asking anything else of us. Most just, of the world will fall for it, Tom. Yeah, right. Because if he's just asking for worship in this situation, when the film screenplay that, you know, flowed through, it's just, he just needs a stimulation of the mind. So by giving him all that worship, by the oracle breaking them out to see him at the right time when he chooses, and he gets all that worship. But my premise was, or what I was given was that the real Christ would show up at that point, and that's when the face-off occurs of identical figures. I think it's within 75 days. I don't, I don't, I don't negate it. I do not <laughs> negate that. I've got people from both sides saying March, uh, April, March. They're like, no, they're no, all- I meant 75 days of the Antichrist rising. Oh, Jesus will come uh, in the clouds. That's what I meant. Go, I'm not right. given a date when that happens. I don't know. Well, that's what in the screenplay, too, is the remnant. I want to hog this right now, but the remnant we call remnant came through remnant right now you see a lot of people using remnant now all of a sudden but the remnant idea is that those of us that actually have a heart compassion cross disciplines come together like we're doing right now in this microcosm and we share and shed a light and that will help the elect and that'll help people on this planet realize there is an army forming as jeff says as you say and we can we can shed a light on this and we've been blessed to have a work, I mean, this is this is a blessing to me that this was given through, that we can make this and people will get it and be well prepared. I felt like that's an extension given to us in our time with such words in it to help us. It's like a life raft to get ready or armor being handed out. Well, it's funny, it goes along with something that uh, the Lord has really been downloading to me. You know, Jesse, we did that show, I, I don't know, a week or two ago, the three songs. Right. And then the third thing was the proofs of Christ. Yeah. And I didn't know what it meant. And maybe I still don't know. I'm working on it, I guess, or, you know, listening to the Lord. But this morning I, you know, got up, I spent about six hours with the Lord, you know, trying to hear him and, you know, worship and praise him. And one of the things that came to my mind is this one particular thing. I'm not going to share it on air right now. I'm going to work it out and make sure it comes from him, but a proof of Christ that will help save during this harvest like literally i think it's going to be the message to preach Mm -hmm. in this great harvest and uh, as i say i I don't want to say it right now because i'm not 100 sure but it's it's a big one and but you only say it to certain people so it's, it's a little complicated that way you wouldn't say it to a believer, for instance. Well, you might actually, but it's not going to have the effect uh, that it would in the harvest. Mm-hmm. Very interesting. Yeah, yeah. It, I had an interesting morning with the Lord. Let me tell you that. I'll tell you what. You guys are interesting too. I mean, I always get mind blown when I get on your show. It's unbelievable. It's like you know, it's unbelievable. This, this, the downloads and the and the wisdom that comes through, and God allows when two or three gather. Wow. Yeah. Amen. Well, Tom, this is so incredible. I'm, I'm glad to see you. I, I just go back to the very first time we met. Um, and, you know, you were in a in a tough spot at oh, that time. And, you know, you, you had been silenced. 
And, you know, things have really opened up and turned around in a couple months. Like, you know, after Tom, after 30 years of struggle Mm -hmm. in in a couple months, since you coming on the show, and we're not taking credit for it, by the way, we're not taking credit, but you know, we've seen all this stuff happen in a couple months. You're not taking credit, but there was a time where I was in the desert and you're the ones that gave me a cup of water. So, yeah, I mean, you should, you should realize you played a huge part, obviously. And what has happened now? That character, that congressman has now admitted that he is an FBI, uh, a Biffy squad, Biffy, part of the Biffy Biffy squad. agent, <laughs> and that he is a lifelong Biffy agent. And he's the only Biffy agent in Congress for him to finally admit that while he's asking for immunity for his police crimes. We're involved in this and you can't have the dual roles you can't be on the biffy squad and a congressman it you just cannot legislative and judicial are separate branches by our founding fathers and mothers i'll say mothers too because the mothers behind the fathers and so it's like they set that up as a check and balance didn't they you yeah. can't make it one pillar that it's a pedestal that topples over right well, we're going to keep following the story and, you know, going to keep our eyes on that individual for sure. Tom, mm-hmm. thank you so much for sharing your story with us again today. And really for this was a feel good program with you today. And and yet the revelation came out and Jesse, you're always such a joy to us. And, uh, you know, I want to thank you. I want to thank the audience for listening. Look, um, yeah, I hate, I, I hate to always have to do this, but if you hit that like button, if you hit the notification bell, do that stuff, it really helps us actually. I could show the analytics. It would be real, really interesting because any other channel, okay, there's a, like there's this purple line and there's a green line. And the green line is the amount of people that YouTube recommends your videos to. And the purple line is just how many people continue to watch your shows. So your loyal fan base. And the green line on everybody else's channel is way above the purple line. They're recommending the videos and stuff like that. And the purple line goes up and down and up and down. Our purple line is way higher than the green line. And and it's consistent. And the green line has little tiny spikes. So they're purposely not letting our videos even circulate. So hitting that button actually makes a difference. Hitting that notification bell actually makes a difference. And on Podbean, hitting that little heart symbol makes a difference so you know listen it's not a lot to ask for you we're putting in some time we're sharing our lives we're sharing our stories um we're trying to help you we're trying to help you grow as a person and we're growing as a person doing it so thank you once again for listening to right on radio and we'll be back on thursday with another show remember love your god love your family love your neighbor and make a difference in your community right on right on right on right on radio right on 